0: Welcome in to the Irish NFL Show presented by Cassidy Travel, Ireland's number one travel agents on this uh, cold, cold Monday night in Ireland, uh, Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, lads welcome in and welcome in to everyone folks, please uh, if you want to get involved this evening we'll read out some comments at the end, check out YouTube, Irish NFL Show and we'll, we'll get into it. Colin, first off, uh, what was the currency of Ireland pre-euro?
1: Yeah, I think you're referring to the punt fest that uh, we Jeez. saw uh, at Mile Mile High uh, last night, Michael. Yeah, it was um, quite quite the Sunday Sunday night football fest. Delighted to come out on the the right side of it, though. Um, it was a uh, struggle enough t- today to make it through. Um, so. Um, empathy empathy to any fellow bronco fans who were watching but also obviously any niners fans who set up and watched that live
0: and brian just when you thought it was going to get better we have to watch cooper rush and daniel jones in prime time tonight
2: yeah it's cold here but it's gonna be red hot and MetLife tonight big big game tonight in the division should be excited michael I'm gonna go through the torture which you went through last night of staying up till all hours. I'll be doing it tonight. I, I took a punt, I took the right punt. I went to bed before Sunday night football and I watched the game this morning in a reason a sensible hour without knowing the score. Um yeah, it was a, it was an absolute punt fest and two offences that really did. Struggle to move the ball for a large parts of the game.
0: I am yet to miss a game in prime time this season, and I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I will miss Thursday night because I'm not watching the Bengals against the Dolphins. Sorry, folks. Let's get into it. We'll we'll talk about some games last night, and then we will get into giving our picks for the giants against the cowboys i keep forgetting what games tonight but i'm sure it'll please god it's a good game for a neutral and uh, the first game we're going to talk about is the bills against the dolphins now colin from my memory and um, from creating graphics last week you were the only person to pick the dolphins but i think taking picks aside it was a, it was a really interesting game because the bills for all that they are and for all the hype that we've and including a lot of us have talked about they can't run the ball at all properly the offensive line Yesterday um, was interesting to watch and they couldn't get any more than 19 points with the offense in in, in two games where they've had over 70 points scoring. The Dolphins defense come up big, but uh, a hell of a result for the Dolphins and they're miles ahead of the Jets and the Patriots, those two teams, yeah?
1: Uh, I mean, look, the for me, a number of things stand out in relation to this. Firstly, Mike McDaniel's doing a heck of a job there in Miami does not look like a rookie head coach and he has his team prepared and they they go out um, and they play tough and in terms of the speed and, and the concepts that he has created they are fantastic to watch to me, look, the, the Bills, the Bills will be fine. Um, they they were missing, remember, basically their their entire starting uh, secondary last night. Obviously, Mike um, Hyde is out for the, the season, but they will get other players back. Uh, they were missing um, a, a number of players. And by the end, in terms of uh, the way in which that stadium is set up, so only the, the road teams will. Uh, sideline is in the sunshine uh, which is a distinct advantage in, in september uh, but the you know this was the game day the bills put it all on josh allen i think i saw he had 63 passing attempts and then the rushing attempts it it was going to catch up with them yeah you Michael they do have to get better certainly at uh, running the ball that that is a piece but they they were somewhat depleted and they ran into one of the best teams in the AFC certainly currently the um the dolphins are very very hot and that Pass to me. The Tua pass to to Waddle uh, was the the standout, and Tua showing again what he can do, um, what a clutch performance in the the fourth quarter. I I think both of these teams uh, will Cork certainly could meet later in the the season. Um, obviously, in the like in the regular season, they will. But I think uh, looking at it right now, you would have to say. Both of these teams look like they will be playing uh, meaningful football in January.
0: Uh, Brian, I've seen some Mills fans give out today that it was too hot in Miami when I'm nicking a quote from a different broadcaster, but you know they were all partying for two days. F- Friday and Saturday, there wasn't an issue. And then suddenly last night, there was an issue. Um, should two have been in the field in the third quarter? I think, I think that's definitely a talking point to have because the man looked like he was coped. He was brown bread, as we say, at one point in the second quarter, and <laughs> I just don't understand how he was allowed back into that game. And I know it's going to be an investigation and stuff, but for the whole, I'll not start naming names, but there was a brigade and a brigade on social media last night at about 8 p.m. Ireland that were starting to give out, going, "Oh no, it was a back injury. It was about, like I've watched the play twenty times now. It wasn't his back." No way was it his back. I just was I st- stunned at yeah, how he just came back out again. I
2: agree with you, Michael. It did look like he was coming back. So you see, players go off with concussions and they go into the blue tent, and then it's obviously declared they're not coming back into the game. But when they go off, they look perfect. They look perfectly fine. We didn't reason. 2 it didn't look, look fine. I mean, the guy couldn't couldn't stand. He looked like uh, one or two of us on a, on a good night out, you know, being uh, carried off the field. And it did look like in in million years he'd be back in in the game. And then he comes back on and shows that forty five yard to bomb sorry, forty five yard bomb to waddle on a 22. So maybe he was concussed because he doesn't seem to show many of those type of balls, you know, throughout the course of his career so far. But Look, that's for another day. I don't really want to take away from a, a great Dolphins performance. Colin touched on, you know, the home field advantage, and you're talking about the Bills fans being there since Friday, and look like they're having a great weekend. Dolphins have won eight home games in a row now. Ten of the last eleven home games they've won. It's clearly a factor going down to play in the heat, in particular around September, October. It just seems can't handle it. I felt the Bills did handle it. If you look at like, you look at Adams numbers yesterday in particular, 15 and 17 and 150 yards for two touchdowns early on in the game. He was literally lights out for a large pass of the first game. He, he ran for over 40, 40 yards. He ends up at 400 yards, but yet they only scored 19 points. I did feel that, I did feel he was struggling slightly towards the back end of the game. I didn't put it down to the heat. I actually put it down to the felt. That he had a difficult day. Offensive line touchdown touched on wasn't, was struggling. And on the last drive in particular, when they got to the two-yard line, like we saw Dorsey's reaction at the end, but I think he needs to put his hands up t- today and you know think better for himself or ask questions or the head coach should be asking questions because the play calling when they got to the two-yard line i thought was poorly went back to throwing it into the end zone when there was run pass options there we've seen josh allen run them in you know okay singletary isn't the greatest back in the, in the league but but at, from two yards out you would expect them to get in they couldn't get it over the line and it's one player i want to call out because we see all these big contracts getting handed out to players from free agency sometimes the player that you get for four or five million on a one-year contract that has to prove it is a better player and these guys are getting the three or four-year contracts. melvin ingram yesterday for the dolphins who's been passed around the league quite a few times now had a really good game I and mean, he recovered a fumble he sacked josh allen there was a strip fumble Bill, bill's recovered but there was a seven yard loss a significant seven yard loss when they were in field goal range in the end of having the punt he had a monster of a game yesterday and we touched on in the offseason sorry leading up to the season how the defense was still strong and in, if they kept going in the right direction as they were towards the back end of last season that would be significant and it would just take this offense to click in the ear everything is going in the right direction i agree with calm the head coach you see players buying into what he's doing we talked about other coaches in the league and players buying into what they're doing in, in that organization it's clear that these players are certainly playing for them and Tyreek Hill itself I don't know if you saw his press conference after the game where he said he didn't even know who they were playing on Thursday no he had a bit of a joy and he said he's looking forward to seeing Eli Apple and I imagine Eli Apple will be having nightmares all week in the lead up to that game but they're riding they're on a crest of a wave and it's a big game now on Thursday.
0: That's going to be a really enjoyable game on Thursday uh, just before we look on to the next game column. I know you both touched on Mike McDaniel there you know the Bills did have, have significant issues and having a couple of safeties out does not help um especially for long term but it's it's been really impressive to watch the offense especially in the last two weeks in terms of Tua and his play and how it has improved year on year and with McDaniel at the helm there god only knows what they're gonna be like come Halloween time
1: well as we're seeing though Michael across the league you know injuries can very quickly catch up with you um but yeah look Mike McDaniel, when you hear some of his former players talk about him and the way in which he loves football and the way in which he goes out of his way to help players to fulfill their potential to make the best of themselves, everything he does is about uh, about that. And players, I think, re- respond uh, to to him, and to that sort uh, of coaching, and we're, we're seeing it thus far. There's going to be some bumps on the, the road, they're not going to go, I think, uh, like their 72 uh, <laughs> colleagues unbeaten throughout the, the season, and we'll need to see how they respond to adversity, um, but certainly in the comebacks uh, that they have shown thus far, that's the sort of, kind of clutch performances that you want to see in the fourth quarter, and I have been you know, he's lived up to the billing. Uh, He kind of exploded really onto the scene last year, started doing the kind of press conferences and and really going in front of the camera and people were talking about him in relation to that. And there was a lot of excitement when he moved across about what it might mean. And through the first three weeks, but we're only 17% of the way through the season, but through the first three weeks, very, very impressive.
0: On the Monday Night Football review podcast last week, Brian, I was saying to mark that if the Bills could past week six, they would go unbeaten. And I really, really believe that. And it's ironic that they then lost their last game. Have you any, have you anything to add before we, before we move on to the Jags game?
2: No, it, it's funny you should say that, Michael, because I did listen to two podcasts last week and they had that conversation. That was one of the key thoughts, uh, key conversations on the show. And it was, um, would they go unbeaten? And the two games in which people felt they would be in danger of losing would be actually this weekend. Um, having to play the having to play the Ravens? Is it? Yeah, they played the Ravens this weekend and then they have to play Kansas City again. And it was the play the Chiefs close. Those games can go either way. So they were the two games that were earmarked as potential losses. And yeah, the Dolphins have beaten them. 'em. I'm not surprised I, I did pick the Bills, but I was surprised at the start of the season when we did our previous show I, I picked Mac, I picked Daniel McDonald to be the coach of the year. And I felt that the Bills were in the division but the, the Dolphins should run them close. I still I still stand by that, I still think the Bills in the end, like Colm right, the Bills would refocus and re-energize and come again but uh, the Dolphins are definitely going in the right direction and you're, the irony of people suggesting games where they will lose when the reality is they've already been beaten and that conversation goes away very quickly.
0: Well the Bills uh, have got beaten, the Dolphins are the only remaining team in the AFC actually, you know. Let's see what happens. Let's bookmark this conversation and come back to it uh, maybe the week after Crimbo. Uh, right, Jaguars Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars went into LA and put put a marker down on a Chargers team that didn't show up, if uh, the, the thing about it is it, it goes into the whole discussion around Justin Herbert and um, his injury. It was a game-time decision. How much of an impact did Justin Herbert have, do you think, in... In making that decision and saying I'm going to play, I they should have just sat him for a week. What is the benefit in bringing him on? But in terms of the of the West, yesterday Chargers lost, Raiders lost, Chiefs lost, Broncos just about won. So you know it would have made more sense for them to sit him. But the fact of the matter is he had nearly 300 yards passing with one pass touchdown, even when he's injured. Which and he had I think it was two plays that just looked. Unbelievable where he got the ball far down the field. That being said, he shouldn't have played at all and Steely I think needs to be asked why he was playing, but also there's uh correct me if I'm wrong, there is an injury situation as well this even which is gonna be a massive blow for them because I've I've picked him to win the whole bloody thing and now it's gonna be a it could be an issue for them.
1: Well, I think Brian has plenty of thoughts on Staley, so I might leave that to him, and I want to give some focus to the Jags, because I think they deserve it. The Jags were the highest-scoring team of the weekend thus far, highest-scoring team on Sunday. The Jags ended an 18-game road losing streak. Uh, Doug Beddison uh, uh, joins Urban Meyer uh, as the fifth-most uh, winningest coach uh, for in Jags history, um, which is quite something after just a, a couple of games but Trevor Lawrence looked fantastic uh, yesterday and they they work with the receivers the O-line everything came together for them yesterday um, you know mul- multiple touchdown uh, passes that's the first time he's had back-to-back multiple touchdown games um, in his young career to, to date um, and he's only thrown one interception and so uh, we're we're seeing that kind of growth and development, and a lot of that is him, and a lot of that is the protection that he's get, getting, and I suppose the the fact that his receivers um, and others are are getting open, and he's getting the ball out quick. He's only been hit. Three times in the past two weeks. That's hit. That's not sacked. He, um, he hasn't been sacked in the past two games. Um, and I think the other thing for me that stood out about the Jags um, was Robinson. This is a guy who, um, you know, had an Achilles injury nine months ago and looked absolutely sensational, has looked absolutely sensational in every game um, thus far. So uh, we talked about how the moving on from Urban Meyer would give this team a lift, but getting in a competent coach and the players that they have, um, you'd have to be very, very impressed with what doug uh, has done with uh, jacksonville and it will be really really interesting to see what trevor lawrence might be capable of as we go through the rest of the season
0: and i think brian like uh, he, he said it there himself the fact that travis eddie and wasn't even the leading rusher yesterday speaks volumes the situation that they find themselves in in the division i still don't i think there's Terminal problems with the offensive line in, in, in Indianapolis, and I feel like the Titans are going to be up and down. The Jaguars have a huge chance here, haven't
2: they? Yeah, I've, there's been a few people watching a few shows even they're all you now the changing their tune and saying the Jags are clear favourites to win the division. I think we need to pump the brakes, it's just Jeff. It's a great start to see. They really should be 3 0. Like, upon reflection of what we've seen from Washington over the past two weeks, um, yesterday was a debacle, and then last week's performance against the Lions for large parts. I the Jags that that one slip him in week one. They should really be 3-0. But um, even watching the game, and you see on the sideline and Doug Peterson out on the sideline, he's talking to players, talking to Lawrence, it's very evident that they've got a coach that knows exactly what he's doing. The players understand exactly what's expected of them. What pressed me most, actually, in terms of the offense, was the, the variety of players who were getting the ball. It wasn't just all led towards Cork because he was the big signing, Or Robinson, you touched on Etienne, he got the ball as well. And the touchdown scores in terms of re- in receptions, zay jones and um, marvin jones christian cork all got a touchdown and then obviously robinson goes off the big big run for the touchdown and evan ingram who i know a lot from my time as a giants fan was getting more involved yesterday he seems to be quite confident. he had a touchdown that was touch and go with a you know it could have went his way and it didn't it was reverse but they're all getting in on the action it's a significant win just on the charges like i i understand why they played him i get what he played him. i know like people will look at that game yesterday and say people would have felt they probably could have won the game with Chase Daniels, I wouldn't have agreed with that but there would have been that suggestion because people still have this feeling that the Jags aren't ready to really compete against the bigger teams and like a lot of people feel that this Chargers team are ready to go make a push for the Super Bowl, so I can understand why he wouldn't have played him, but I always felt he would play him. What annoyed me more was when the game was outside at 21-10 he was still in the game and when it went 28-10 they still had him in the game at that stage, Staley should be recognising the fact that the guy's playing with severe injury in terms of his ribs, cartilage and take him out of the game and try to get him ready for this Texans game next week which right now might look like a, again they go on the road and might look like a, a banker win but the fairness the Texans they've played tough in all games so far Gee, really, and, and I think I believe it's their first home game oh, sorry, it's their second home game of the season but they'll still be well up for it it's, it's a it's a strange one because what to do, do next week if he's still carrying that injury do they go again and give him another shot at some stage he's going to get severely injured and he'll be out for a long term and that's not going to help the team
0: yeah, I and mean, I know it's it's sort of funny. to sit here now and in spite and say it, but if I feel if Steely had a Delorean and he would have seen that two other teams in his division lost yesterday, Herbert wouldn't even have suited up yesterday. I mean, that, I think that's the situation. I, I couldn't believe he was playing, and I thought the fact that it was kept off and kept off and kept off, and you could see in the first quarter there was it was so static that there was times where it worked, there was times where it wasn't, and he just wasn't up to his one hundred percent for for three and a half quarters in Kansas City the charges were excellent it shows you how much they need Justin Herbert and uh, Rashawn Slater now being out is a massive massive loss for them and I feel like it's going to be a, a massive massive <laughs> massive uphill battle but that being said if you told me how the afc west was going now i would have laughed at you so who knows what's going to happen in this division going forward and i guess it's uh it's anyone's guess but i have no doubts or concerns about justin herbert i just i'm concerned as to who let him play who thought it was a good idea and who actually thought well let's give him let's give him the reign of the land here he's your prized asset if he goes down for the season you're screwed and you've only got another two-year window before you have to pay him. So no, I just don't get it. It's it's a weird move. It reminds me, it's a bit like Peter Canavan insisting on playing in 05 when he was injured. Now, that's different, but it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you, Why for, for the sake of an 18-week regular season, 17 games, take take the loss, take the hit, run the ball. It's just, it's it's so silly, sir, honestly.
2: Well, they've we no run game. That's very clearly, you have Mark Alder out on Friday evening on the show that just run, just run, Game as not materialized. Eckler hasn't shown anything just yet in terms of what we saw last year. And it was the added pressure for the offensive line yesterday. So they're so used to Herbert being so flexible and getting outside the pocket, but yesterday he really couldn't do that to the extent of what we've seen recently. He got out with it, but it wasn't he, you know we saw him at times, you know clearly showing in his expressions that he was clearly injured and, and struggling. So the additional pressure that went on the offensive line, I don't think it's related to how Rashawn Slater got injured, but it is a knock-on effect for all the players when they know the quarterback is not right, he's not fit and he really shouldn't be out there and they're trying to protect the guy. Just brings more strain and that Jags defense knew it as well. They were going out of the way the first quarter. I mean, they, they sacked him two or three times just alone in the first quarter.
0: Indeed. Let's uh, let's wrap up that podcast segment here now and obviously we'll talk more about that during the week uh, both on social media. There'll be a review podcast on Tuesday for the Monday Night Football. I can't remember what day it is, folks. My God, let's just leave that segment there. And, um, the Colts against the Chiefs. I am not giving Brian the satisfaction for picking the Colts because he picked the Washington football team or whatever they're called this week to beat the Eagles. So while well, I will say well done, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Any, anywho, um, column. Oof, where do we start here? I like rivalry aside in terms of just pure neutrality uh, just not, not the day that the Chiefs wanted uh, they couldn't really get anything going on offence and they couldn't get the ball down the field in certain situations Mahomes I was it 17 points I, can't, I haven't got it on, on screen here right now but they really miss Harrison Butker the Colts defence came to play but the thing that is letting that Colts team down massively and fair play to the Colts for getting the win it's the Frank Greig Frank- Frank- Frank offence with that offensive line that offensive line is Shocking. How long has Matt Ryan got before it just destroys him and destroys his time and he's got i see he has got three weeks because it's a matter of time until he goes down. I was stunned that they found a way to win that game because of that offensive line. I there was a bit more of a of a push from Ryan, and you could see it in that last play. Was it 76 yards where the guy Woods had a touchdown? But the reality is on the basis of the four quarters, they should have lost that game by 10-20 twenty five points and they didn't because the Chiefs couldn't finish a dinner and it's a i it guess a really really poor result for them.
1: Yeah, and, and I will put my hands up. I, this is probably the most surprising result of the entire weekend for me. I, I talked about it on the preview show, the way in which um, Patrick Mahomes has played against Gus Bradley's defense in the past, the way in which Patrick Mahomes has played in domes in the past. It was all set up. by I doubted Frank Reich. I doubted Gus Bradley, and they proved um, me wrong. This is, I suppose, it shows that, you know, if things start to go wrong, um, it this league, it's it's built around parity. We've talked about this time and time again. And Stephen Holder was talking to today about the fact that it's it's parody on steroids this year. We've had 47 games thus far in the, the league to date. 18 of those, so 40 nearly 40% of games have been decided by a field goal or less. Right. That is insanity when you consider it. So, that is the type of fine margins. And that's where people need to think about that. I suppose a lot of these games are, are almost coin flip games. And, and for the, the Chiefs, um, the, you know, the, the muff Punt Guy Moore has had a nightmare start to his Chiefs career to, to date. He's not getting targeted. And then when he comes on in special teams, um, you know, it was it, it, firstly he muffs it, then the other one he kind of jumps out of the way, um, and Kel, Kelsey came out and apologized afterwards. Yeah, the Harrison Butker issue. There were issues that Mahomes arguing with the enemy. Um, we saw Shady talking about that today. So yeah, certainly a, a day to forget for the the Chiefs um they need to go away and, and regroup but kudos to the the Colts in terms of sticking in there um Matt Ryan had talked about how he went around to the team and kind of tried to give them a pep talk this week and they they hung tough and especially Michael Wynn yeah the, the that o-line at times it looked like they had five turnstiles out there because <laughs> he was just there and they were they were coming at him from from all angles but he he hung tough and despite um, giving the ball away early on they,
0: they come back to, to get the win. Brian, it seems like if that game was an arrowhead, it would have been, or or whatever it's called now, is it Giha? Um, it would have been 70 to 10. Genuinely, mm-hmm. I feel like it was just the, the defence, the home crowd factor, Jim Irsay screaming, as Colin mentioned there, the propaganda from NFL accounts at three o'clock our time with Matt Ryan pumping them up. And just a weird game. And it... <laughs> Sky Moore um, let's just say if he was playing for Man United and he was a 19 year old and Sir Alex Ferguson was managing he may not see the field again the thing that was sad, like and Colin mentioned it there as well the enemy situation was strange the way that he looked at Mahomes and the way Mahomes went back to him as well it was I'm not saying ding 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 situation but I'm very much looking forward to the next difficult game that the Chiefs have to see if we can hopefully get round to
2: well, that's difficult games come very quickly. Sunday night football against the Bucks What a game to get yourself back well, on track.
0: Wow! Well, I mean, okay, defense, okay, defense, but like
2: we're two years removed. I mean, from as long as they, they can share. score
0: more than twelve points on Sunday night, they'll be grand. Yeah, I mean, are, are we really? Yeah, well, that's gonna, true. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, Jesus.
2: I don't take any glory in picking the coast in this game because they didn't do. Every, didn't they do with the exception of the last drive? They didn't do anything in this game to deserve to win. Um, I, I did feel that the defense. I thought the intensity of the hits yesterday across the league was kind of notched up a bit. You can see that these teams were coming to play. It's like we really got to get our act together. This was one of the teams in which I said desperate teams get desperate wins, and this is what it was. It was a desperate win. Like they gave fourteen points away on turn hours by Matt Ryan. Fairness to Matt Ryan, he even tried to break you out of the pocket. You know, to to run. The poor man can't run anymore. Unfortunately, and he got, he got Caught from behind and he fumbled and they took 14 points but it was it was a game of missed opportunities for the Chiefs I mean Kelsey I don't know how he didn't catch a second touchdown he, the sun got in his eyes for one of them there was another at the other side of the end zone which he dropped there was a the one which looked like he may have gone in for a touchdown that wasn't really uh challenged or, or reviewed just everything that could go wrong offensively yesterday did go wrong and then obviously they're settling for field goals and then they're missing field goals because they don't have their proper kicker in and it's just, it was a strange one. They just didn't seem to, you never look comfortable throughout the course of the game. and Like any game in the NFL, you leave a team hanging around. And then the fairness to Martin Ryan, he has the experience. He has done it before. 76 yards of 16 plays to win the game. Brandon in mind, one of them was a late hit as well. So they got those complimentary 15 yards from it, which, which certainly helped to put them in with an opportunity to win the game. As for the yard given to halftime, I, I probably sound like I'm obviously talking about siding with Mahomes, but I really am on this one. Because they had 16 seconds, they've got one timeout, and they're at the 47-yard line. And they're, like, they essentially need, okay, the, the kicker is not having the best of days, but essentially they need Bobby Boe, 15, 16 yards, to get at the field goal range. Who is arguably exactly one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and your your coordinator. And this is what I struggle because everybody says Andy Reid is the one that calls all the plays, but yet the offensive coordinator and the, and the quarterback are the ones having the argument on the sideline. Why does he allow the clock to, he, and I, he, I think the quote was, we're fine here. Well, in the end, they lost by three points and that three points are an opportunity to kick a field goal there was significant. So I, I do agree with Mahomes, I think they should have been a bit more aggressive because the way the Colts were playing that stage, they, could have, they had a chance to put the game away. Okay,
0: uh, let's jump from the Chiefs to... Oh, okay, Let, let's talk about the Broncos game. I literally, I thought I'd seen something else. Uh, do we want to talk about this game? I mean, this game was absolute shite. I'll say c- it. I mean, we're c- allowed to say this word in Ireland in case anyone... Because like, there's a whole thing here. You can't say the word shite. It was absolute dog shite, column. And uh, I know a man... and I'll I'm, I'm not name his name on here, but I, I know a man that's 60-odd years of age, I think, and he went over to that game. Had never been to Denver before, a big Broncos fan, and that was the game he went to. And I feel for you, mate. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Oof. Uh, that, that, and the thing is, like it was that bad that I actually forgot the column was watching it. I, I, I should have texted him at the same time. I literally forgot. So there's a public apology. Um, really poor game. Very, very poor in the offense from the Broncos. Um, and they lead, uh, they're joint lead in the AFC West. 43 points scored in three games. But for the 49ers, uh, the game was there for them on multiple occasions and they didn't take a column Jimmy Garoppolo uh, literally gave uh, a safety away just uh, I feel like you'll you'll watch the game in 20 years and it'll go down as one of the worst games ever it was that poor and there's been some very very poor games in the first few weeks and the late late window yesterday wasn't great, that wasn't great last night Jesus only knows what tonight's going to be like what what was your thoughts on uh, that game?
1: Um if Trey Lance had had the performance that Jimmy G put in last night, there are a couple of people on this show who would have crucified him. This is why the 49ers wanted to move on for, for Jimmy G. When when he's under pressure, when he's under duress, he's a nightmare. The safety was actually the best thing he did because it actually got him out of an awful pick six that, that he threw, which also led inadvertently to the Trent Williams um, in um, injury. Uh, so that was just a nightmare play all around, which you'll obviously get replayed, replayed, replayed for, forever. To be, you know, one, one, to convert one of 10 on third downs. And Jimmy was three, three of seven for 18 yards total on, on third down. Got a trophy on the sticks, Jimmy. They might need Kyle might need to get somebody to um, run up and down the sideline screaming that at uh, at Jimmy to help for the the rest of the the season. Look, it, yeah, Michael, it was it was it was awful. Like the in terms of uh, you know o- offense, and there so were a whole host of, of, of penalties, and the the Broncos. Win it by virtue of the fact that their defense came up um, better, um, and a lot of that was down to Patrick Sertain and Randy Gregory. Um, but the I, so some stats just to highlight because fortunately a lot of people will have been asleep. But the Broncos are the only NFL team in the last thirty years to win a game despite having at least eight um, three and uh, eight more three and outs than their opponents. So the Broncos had nine three and outs nine three and outs uh which is quite something uh first time since uh, 2016 that a team wins while punting 10 plus times in a game the last team to do that in 2016 the broncos when they beat the jags so time truly is a full circle and, and here we are all all over again um the, the only thing as a Broncos fan that I can really take for it, uh, the defense was very good, and Russell Wilson managed to get it done uh, when it mattered. But my goodness, there is an awful lot to be concerned about still.
0: Brian, Russell Wilson said that it was a great game uh, immediately after on NBC. Do you dream it must
2: still pumping, Michael? Because I don't well, think anybody the, else the is the watching is very the game. Yeah, it's... like
0: Jer- Jer- Jerry Judy's nowhere to be seen, but 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 also the Niners. Um, I stand by saying that the Niners have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl this season with Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback, and Trey Lance in the current situation. But Jesus, they're poor. But then again, Brian, the NFC is complete rubbish in comparison to the NFC So you never know. Yeah,
2: I still think they have a fair crack. We can't we can't home in on one game throughout the course of a season to whether a teams to have a really successful season. The Niners, to me, had this game all night long and they threw it away. They where every, you're talking about all the punts that they had, like both teams obviously couldn't move the ball, but when the majority of the game, the Niners, when they started the ball, in terms of where they were starting field coverage, was nearly at the 45-50 numerous times. So you're talking about 20 yards, give or take, on a drive to get into field goal range, and they couldn't. And they co- and then they looks like game, We spoke about there with the, with the Colts. You leave a team hanging around, no matter how poorly they play, it only takes one drive at the end, and fortunately for the Broncos, they managed to get a drive when, when they didn't. I'm I'm concerned about Russell Wilson to be honest slightly because I just I don't know what, how use fit about this but he doesn't seem to for me have the legs that he had in terms of getting out of pocket as quickly as he did. Maybe that's because of years of having a, a struggling offensive line that it's catching up on him. Um, I thought the Broncos offensive line last night was. I, I I'm undecided. I I said to Colin on a text about the game. I said I was undecided whether it was 49ers defense that we all love and know that are so good that uh, they were so strong last night, or just the Broncos. Offensive line was so bad, but they just got exploited so many times, I know some of us and Russell obviously, I felt struggles, But look, I picked the Broncos because I felt that uh, they would just about have enough to get over the line in this game, and they did. And I know you talk about the six year old Broncos fan that went over the first time, he's still coming home with a victory, and I'm sure the last five minutes will have been made his night in the end. But it was, yeah, it was a long night for both sets of sports to watch that game.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it would be a disservice to anybody listening to this if we continue to talk about it, to be honest with you. Let's uh, let's cut that segment off and jump into the next one. Um the Packers at the Bucks, another classic. Tom Brady scoring his third passing touchdown of the season in week three, albeit two hundred and seventy one yards, because all he done was throw it to Breathe all night. And um, Russell Gage as well, to be fair. Aaron Rodgers, um Finally starting to get Romeo dives. I actually had to Google last night at one point to see if Christian Watson was active uh, Colin but I mean th- this game was forgettable to say the least. I mean th- this game should have been in the early window because uh, it was that bad. It was actually shocking. Like I, I There was a reason why it wasn't in red zone for most of the night personally.
1: I feel bad for the the early window games because they they get an unfair rep uh, a, a lot of the time. It's just that so, I think so much uh, gets lost uh, in there. No, this this wasn't uh, a, a particularly good game, especially against you know two of the the stellar QBs of their generations. Different, you know, for different reasons, missing um, wide re- wide receivers. I want, um, I think, you know, both both will be there or thereabouts, I think, come the the end of the season. I think the the backers, receivers, you're beginning to see maybe some green shoots of life, and the Bucs should be getting uh, players back. Um, We talked about it on the preview show, um, you know, in terms of the the Cole Beasley piece, Point Godwin is there, maybe he'll be complimentary, but... What he brings is so different and i think they really miss godwin um in the slot because he's so important for what they do um lenny they're still struggling they're they're feeding him and feeding him but like they're they're really struggling to get to get it going in the way that their um run game has gotten going before so i i imagine both of these teams are going to want to you know, move on from from this game the Bucs obviously to get back on track Packers will just be pleased to have gotten a, a win, gotten more reps for their young receivers and hope that there are better days ahead. Brian I taxed
0: my CEO this last night so I'll ask you this Will Tom Brady make it to Munich?
2: Absolutely He may not okay. play very well before he gets there but he'll be there and he's probably fortunate that he's going to be playing a team that I said we'll win nine games in the But um
0: Oh, no, no, I no, 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 Are you no, concerned no.
2: about his, uh, his mental state, Michael? No, no, no well, no, I, 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 don't,
0: I, don't, I don't think that's fair. I just, there was a time in the fourth quarter yesterday when he was sacked. And look, granted, the, yeah. the defences were great yesterday to watch. And if you like defensive football, some of those games were special teams. You, you would have loved some of those games. I don't think he's got the love for it anymore. And it's quite clear on press conferences the way that he looks when he's playing i just it's clear this is his last year and i was just like i was joking with um a few people on like whatsapps and stuff but i don't know will brady make it to munich will brady take a week off i do not be surprised i'm just i'm just putting it out i'm just putting it out there do not be surprised if tom brady um finds a way to have that week off because he's not allowed to go over the over the uh Pond.
2: it's all very very confusing because we spoke for in our preseason stuff and the fact that he went off for those 10 days he then was last week it was announced that from now on he would have Wednesdays off and they put that down to wear and tear in his age but then last Wednesday he did he did often it's optional so he shows up last Wednesday because he needs to try to get I suppose Cole Beasley and others involved in terms of getting ready for the game and the reality is, is that without the players, there's just too many good players missing in that team. Whether Brady's on 100% or not, like when you're missing Godwin, Evans, Julio Jones comes in, makes an impact. Week one, he's gone again. He's gone back on injury because he's had he's been plagued with injuries even his time in Tennessee last year. The, the running game is a bit right, Danny Farnesco, but you know the support in the background isn't there. I felt that the pack would win. I know it was a lot closer. It was a lot closer than I expected to be honest because the pack a long time we're comfortable this game really should be now so he, i mean the first two drives by rogers he's 12 for 13 and he's you know there's 10 plays in the first drive is 12 on the second there's two touchdowns <clears throat> and then if you if you the next drive the next drive they fumble in the red zone Um Aaron jones fumbles at the two yard line and if that goes in at 21-3 you can forget about it and um, they came back and then even the play calling at the end i mean they let the play clock drop down on the touchdown and then then they don't learn the lesson on a two point play and they get called for that, they have to go back five yards, things, things aren't smooth, they're not going right, It's, it's. you could say it's a bit of a transition into a, a new head coach as well and it'd be interesting to see how they react to the defeat this weekend when they play the Chiefs because the Chiefs are in the same position having to rebound off a, a difficult loss.
0: Some seriously dodgy calls and play calls and timings over the last three weeks and last night was no different at the end of the game. Um, interesting to watch what is the what's the next game to look at here gents are, are we going to talk about the eagles at some point tonight and the fact that they're the best team in the nfc or we're going to wait to the end or what what's the plan here uh right ravens oh jeez right okay um, do
2: the eagles now michael if you want i'm joking to i'm you. joking
0: hey <laughs> uh, can i can i just say for the pats fans listen to this and like let's let's just call it out there's been reviews Thankfully, lots of good reviews in this podcast. We were left a review a few weeks ago saying that we were biased against the Patriots. I'm not biased against the Patriots. The Patriots uh, had a dynasty and their coach is the greatest of all time. But the current situation they find themselves in is not a favourable one in their division. And I I want to pick the Patriots for a game. However, I can't remember who they're playing in week four. Call Do you know who they're playing offhand in week four? Anybody know? I think it's it's somebody difficult. Like, I think it might be the Packers. No. They're not, they're not winning this weekend anyway. Um. Anywho, um, I thought Mac Jones was faking it last night. I, I know Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars in the South started on Friday night and Saturday night. And I know Tony Adams was re- reeling back the years with his dance. Uh, Mac Jones jumped to make it look like he was tripped up or t- t- tackled uh, on Sunday night. And I genuinely was thinking when he hobbled off that he was taking the piss and now... <laughs> He isn't, so my thoughts go out to him. I have to be fair to Mac Jones. Mac Jones yesterday had 321 yards on the day. Granted, he didn't pass a touchdown in the game, but he rushed for a touchdown. He done it gritty. Really. I mean, he's, he's he's making the best of what he can do. I mean, but obviously him and, uh was it Parker, Colm, or looking like Randy Moss and Tom Brady. So, I mean, look, the, the good times are back in New England. They're playing the packers this sunday and bill belichick was all smiles in the press conference this week but let's let's say let's talk about the team that deserves to be talked about here lamar jackson is on course for beyond an mvp season at this point Con. he is unbelievable and that ravens team are going to go deep deep deep
1: yeah, look, Lamar, he backed himself and my goodness, is he having a season at the at the moment? Um, the, I saw a, a tweet from Fieldy Yates earlier that had most games in NFL history with three plus t- passing touchdowns and 100 plus rushing yards. Number one is Lamar Jackson with four. Number two is Lamar Jackson over the past eight eight days where he has two such games. And then number three, there were six players tied for one. So it tells you just how good Lamar Jackson is, how well he's playing, and how many zeros he is adding to to that contract. Uh, He leads the NFL in in passer rating, in passing touchdowns, and he also happens to be third in rushing yards. He is a special, special player. And the, the Ravens just need to put the, the complementary pieces around him. Obviously, their um, tight ends are probably doing more in terms of their wide receivers. But their defense looked, um, you know, b- better. I mean, yeah, helped out by Matt Jones at times. I don't think Matt Jones is helped out by the wide receivers. And I think that's the, the biggest issue for me in New England. But this... Ravens team, yeah, Michael. I would certainly they'll they'll punch a ticket to, to the dance, and they nobody I, I think will want to face them. But that's right. That's at week three. We all know what uh, you know that injuries can impact. But I mean, for all of us, I think we would love to see what if Lamar can keep going on this trajectory. What does this season look like for him? What will his final stats be? It could be scary good. Okay. Sorry, Sorry no, Michael no, it's fine. I
0: mean, I, I don't, don't apologise to me. I apologise to people on the podcast wondering, why has nobody been talking for the last... I'm by this Ravens performance.
2: Oh, no. okay. I thought you were going to say
0: you were less speechless by the Mac Jones gritty and the fact that Mark's not on this broadcast tonight and that could be the reason why because, again, I mean, I was hounded for talking in a certain way about Mac Jones in the preseason. I, I, Mark went bananas I, I, and it's week three and... I, mean, I, I feel the Packers Patriots fans.
2: It? Sorry, the Patriots fans for me today will probably feel like this is a game that got away. Like they, they had plenty, they had two opportunities to take the lead late in the game, and yeah, he threw interceptions. But I did, I did feel Mac Jones played a really good game yesterday. But it's, you know, historically, you look at it, he didn't show a touchdown he threw three interceptions, three interceptions of all, all of which were targeted to Devontae Parker. So maybe these cornerbacks have got a hands on on that player because he's not the player he was when he was in. Miami at the start of his career. And Pages played played them tough. I thought he would, but the is and and the Ravens pulled away. I, I would actually be a little bit more cautious around this Ravens defence. I'm not overwhelmed by how well they've played so far. We saw what happened last week in the, the fourth quarter and I thought for a large part of yesterday they were run ragged by a Patriots offence that by by and large is not one of the best in the league. So I think there's Tougher days ahead for this Ravens team, and I just—I was actually checking—is week, next weekend it's the Bills and the Bills and Ravens this weekend.
0: I mean, yeah, what a what a game, sport, and that's the an yeah. early window.
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, six o'clock. Yeah.
0: So we would be watching it in Tottenham for an hour before we kicked out.
2: That's yeah, the plan. Pretty
0: much, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and on that we're we're on we're on we're on we're in Tottenham on Sunday. Nine thirty, nine forty five. We'll confirm that at some point. But we're we've got a broadcast on Sunday morning uh, opposite Tottenham Stadium. And yeah, please open up the cup and tea and, and join us. It should it should be good crack on Sunday morning. Um I can't wait to wreck London this weekend when there's no trains, no crack, and I can't get a ticket for the Arsenal match. Okay. Column. Brian was all in the Raiders. It's Week or Owen. Flea. Let's let's talk about the Raiders. Devontae Adams got paid, but Jesus Christ, he got, he got paid with conditions at the minute. This Raiders team with McDaniel's, uh over under wins six. Do you think it's fair at this point?
1: It it's been an, a nightmare for for them. Um, they you know given that they are Owen. Three, the only zero three team, um, and I saw. I was looking. Saw Josh Debose, who's the Raiders beat writer, um, pointed out that the teams that beat the Raiders are zero six in their other games. Um, they, uh, the the Ravens' best season after an zero three start was they went eight and eight in nineteen eighty six. So they're in a, a real hole at the at the moment, and. Nothing seems to just be clicking, right? The Darren Waller had a, an awful uh, drop yesterday. Um, they it, they just cannot get it right. And um, Ian Rappaport was on uh, Pat McA- McAfee's show earlier on talking about the fact that McDaniels had the meeting with Mar- Mark Davis. Was that a three-hour meeting? And Two Rappaport- weeks in. Rappaport said that was standard. No, I, I don't believe. I think I agree that his the seat isn't getting hot. But a three hour meeting after a game is, is not. There is not. That's not standard. Not no no way. If that is accurate, that's what I had seen uh, initially. Kudos to the the Titans. I thought the Raiders needed this more, and and therefore I thought they would get the the win. Kudos to Mike Mike Vrabel and the the Titans. They they responded to you know a couple of um, or certainly a poor performance at the the week prior. But yeah, this is not a situation the Raven the Raiders wanted to find themselves in.
0: Brian, can the Raiders turn it around? Because. Any Raiders fan is listening to this and will probably unsubscribe now from this podcast because I've been so down on them. I will say, well, Michael, the, um, the Broncos can't play offensive football at the minute. Their defense is getting them to win games. The Chargers are on and off like a switch, and the Chiefs weren't weren't that convincing yesterday. So, you know, they're, they're, they've still got loads of divisional games. There's, there's a lot of time left. Can they turn it around though? Because it seems very. I don't think rusty is the word on the offense, but. They do there's one no, thing and then they do the other, and it just does. it's just the, not good enough at the minute.
2: There's no consistency to the play, Michael. The first game against the Chargers in SoFi, they played well in the second half, had an opportunity to drive down and win the game, couldn't do it, didn't do anything for the first half. Last week, they played very well in the first half, only scored three points in the second half. Yesterday, they scored, they were down 24-10 a half time, and essentially didn't show up for the first half, apart from the exception of that one drive when Devontae Adams gets the touchdown. And then the second half to come back, you know, late on with it with a it looked like they were going to come back. I mean they had the opportunity to tie the game at the end with the two points. But the big players aren't doing for him. Like Collins touched on Waller, he had you know he had so many drops yesterday and one in particular in the end zone. Devontae Adams is getting double teamed for large parts of the games. They need to find a way to 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 get that resolved because the Packers were able to use him to their advantage. when well, he was double teamed last year. And yesterday's star for him was um, Mac Hollins. He had a forty-eight-yard Reception, a 60-yard reception, he scores a touchdown at the end. He was a fourth-round pick by Philly a couple years ago and discarded. So they're relying on younger, younger players to keep them in games. And Derek Carr, he's, he's when he's when Carr's good, he's really good, and when he's poor, he's very poor. And yesterday was he just he was struggling and he was looking for flags off the referees all the time. I do think it's still like that's I know it's zero and three and it doesn't look good, but. I think mean, next weekend essentially is is really a make or break game because it's a divisional game. They're at home to the Broncos. You know, Raiders fans will argue that the Broncos right now can't move the ball. Does that mean that they can withstand the Broncos' offense and allow them to potentially put points up on the Broncos' defense and win the game? It's it it'll probably you know end up being a close game, and the division is up and down at the moment. I, really, I, see a blow, I couldn't see a blowout for either team, Michael.
0: Oh can, no, 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 I know. I just. You know, we know what your pick's going to be and it's 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 Monday. I'm joking. I don't believe um, so.
2: Michael, I picked the Broncos last night, remember? I, I and remember I didn't,
0: this. so I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm taking the piss. That's oh, the other one right. the Broncos, in fact. Let's uh, say, let's, let's talk about the Eagles. We haven't really had a chance to talk about the Eagles properly because they were on Monday Night Football last week and we haven't, as a group, sans Mark, talked about this properly. Column, uh, I have to give it to you, mate. Whenever you pick the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl in your, in your picks, I thought... Gone. I've had a really, really rough week. I'll take it with this lad smoking. Give me double whatever he's took, please. You're bang on. There's n- there's no team in the NFC as it stands three weeks in that are anywhere near them, and we need to talk about the Rams at some point here because there's such, there's there are issues with the Rams in my opinion in terms of the defense, in terms of the relationship to McVeigh, and that defense, and also the the way that they let. The Cardinals' stay in the game last night was really unacceptable. But going back to the Eagles, the standout team in that in in that conference by a country mile. Jalen Hurts' column is unbelievable. I, I genuinely cannot believe how good they've been for three weeks. Seriously.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised. They have, There's a long, long way to go. But given the, the schedule and given what I really liked what they have done, and, and we have seen Hertz take steps over the past couple of years. Okay, He went from 52% completion in, in year one to 61% to n- nearly 68% so far um, this season, and he's throwing over the middle. Right. That was the biggest knock on him uh, coming into this year. They went, they got a AJ Brown and, you know, they, in fairness to Hertz, he seems to have taken a step. There's a long, long way to go. But when you have AJ Brown and Smith and um, your, your your tight end can do some sort of Jedi moves to make defenders miss. um, And you have the O-line that they, they do you know, it makes a, an enormous difference. And this was a, like an absolute beat down on the, the commanders. So um, the Washington's possessions right yesterday were punt, 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 fumble, punt, 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 stopped on fourth down, stopped on fourth down, touchdown with less than two minutes left. Sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, It um, it's, that that's like the the goes past five five years. Um yeah, it was a nightmare for for Carson Wentz. Howie has done a good job. The Eagles need to just continue to, to do this. They're not good, they're not gonna go unbeaten throughout the season. We have to see how they respond to adversity as well. But um, they have done, you know, you can only beat the teams that are in front of you. I think it will be a really interesting matchup between them and the, the Jags next week. And we will really see their O line tested in, in that game because I, I think the Jags D line has done really well and they give you all sorts of, of problems in terms of what they can do. So that should be a really fascinating battle next week and one that I think had, you know, people looked at the schedule prior to the beginning of the season and looked at week four people would have gone no there's nothing to watch there well all, all of a sudden it's an interesting game
0: brian um i know like me you've nothing else to be out with your day and you know you've nothing to be out so like me you've googled the schedule for the eagles it's hard to see them not winning a lot of games man and it it's actually annoying to hear some of these matchups on this show tonight for week four because it seems like in transit we're going to miss a lot of these matchups on Sunday. Like, th- that should be a great game, but the Eagles look unbelievable.
2: Yeah, they look, they're playing very well offensively. I was quite very disappointed with Washington, having seen all these games throughout the years um, NFC East games that are usually nip and tuck to the very end, which is what I, I expected didn't materialise. And starting to quickly realise that this Washington team aren't a very good side this year, which was quite surprising because I thought uh, Coach Rivera would at least have them very competitive. Um, look, we Devontae Smith yesterday for me was a standout player because AJ Brown has been getting so much of the focus since the trade, and you know the, the tension he's got week one, week two, he showed up yesterday and caught some beautiful balls and touchdown was was fantastic. Um, this weekend will be interesting. It's not so much about the game for me. It's about Doug Peterson as well going back to uh, his old stomping ground, having won the Super Bowl for the for the Eagles, and how his time ended there to be removed to be fire within, what, three years of winning the Super Bowls, it doesn't really happen very often. So you'll have an axe to grind, I imagine, and this Jags' columns due to the fact that this game at the start of the season looks like a win-win, but as the season goes on, like every season, games become much more difficult, but the Eagles will certainly fancy their chances. and I wouldn't put them as favourites, really, honestly, just yet, but I think there is other teams that on their day can, can match them and beat them, but um, they're a team that's learning, and the head coach is young, and he's learning, so... It'll be interesting when they come up against stronger teams throughout the course of the season.
0: Can we agree one thing with Philly's connections to Ireland lads? If Philly wins, the Super Bowl, we're all heading to Philly. Is that the, the plan? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If, yeah. The lads go to Philly. I think, I,
2: I, think um, I, I think I'll be sick that day.
0: We are at all 32 broadcast teams, not counties. Now, the, but, if know. a
2: result goes a certain way tonight, there, there <laughs> will be two teams within the division unbeaten. Let's not forget that the three teams left in the NFL unbeaten. Michael, if, if
0: oh, I know, I know. But like, if you take all thirty-two teams and look at the offense of all thirty-two teams, like, jeez, like the Eagles. Uh, are I've always been a defensive type of guy.
2: I get my I get oh. my kicks from watching good defense.
0: All right. Well, look. I don't know. Like we we we, we have to look at it in a way where it's you know objective in terms of no team so i don't know i i really Absolutely. have uh, as a fan of the game they've been very enjoyable to watch and there's been some clangers of games so far in a negative way this year and that game even against minnesota last last week when it was a bit of a blowout to be honest with you um their offense is very enjoyable to watch so let, let, let's see what happens let's uh, let's jump into a quick fire round column um how the hell are the bears two and one Please, please tell me because I just don't get it anymore personally and
2: Davis Mills, tra- that's
0: alright they're the trash team Colin remember they are trash <laughs> they, they <laughs> are <laughs> like how the hell did Davis Mills not win that game yesterday
1: like that is they nuts. blew it sorry Colin they blew sorry. it they, they, well they did well Davis Mills blew it because he, he showed that you know he's he did not see Roquan Smith. I don't know how you miss a, a player the size of Roquan Smith, but he did. And look, you would have to say kudos to to the Bears because they, they have got the, the two wins. You now they are playing football you know, like yeah bear they have the wins, but this is football from a, a different era. They they sit eighth, right, on the fewest completions through the first three games, right? The 2022 Bears have 23 completions through the first three weeks. (laughs) The next uh, team in terms of what, uh, like, uh, you have to go back to 1982. The Patriots in 1982 had 16 completions uh, through the first three games, when you consider that. And every other team, right, the other six on the list, are all from the 70s. So, and the vast majority of them are from 71, 72 and 73. It's a pity right, how we
0: haven't got Mark on tonight cuz he could take a talk <laughs> about those teams and, and those players.
1: <laughs> he regale, regale us with his, with his memories of those teams.
0: And Brian so, as well, to be fair, I haven't forgotten yeah. about that as well. So
1: so I look, it, I don't I don't know how how it's going to play out for the the rest of the season and whether they're ever going to allow Um, him Justin Fields to actually throw the ball or or what their their plan is obviously next week they're going up against Brian's Giants um, so that will be uh, an interesting one Uh, I can't believe the bins are
0: being collected on Friday Colin or uh, I can't I can't believe the bins are being collected on the Sunday sorry I I had the best joke ever and I (laughs) couldn't even get it right sorry go ahead
1: no look they they have found a way and given the situation that they found themselves in and that their former gm and their former head coach left them in they they've won they've won two more games than i expected
0: brian i had a sheet uh which said what well, yeah you're gonna talk about the bangles against the jets and um, can i just say i really enjoy watching sauce garden yesterday and leave it at that
2: the jets fans are very disgruntled today michael um, I picked them, There's a lot of expectation coming off that great win last weekend, people felt they would really challenge this Bengals team that have been struggling offensively but some of the defensive uh, plays by the Jets yesterday was left a lot to be desired in here so the hitting and missed, missed tackles, that, that's, that touchdown before half time to me signified the game, they were missing tackles throughout the course of the game, Chase was Chase was taking these two or three yard catches and turning them into 15, 20 yards and it was quite an easy game in the end for the Bengals. You know, it, it, I felt it to be tougher. I thought I thought the Jets would find a way to win, but the Jets are such an up and down team at the moment. I mean they struggle in week one. They find that miraculous comeback last week to go out last week yesterday with great expectations. Flacco's been given the benefit of the doubt that he can play at a level that's competent as a quarterback in yesterday again. He just shows that really he's not fit for purpose. It's all about Zach Wilson this week for the Jets. Um Steelers away you imagine he's going to be ready for the Bengals. They needed to get off the slide. It's a big win and more so even by the fact now that they have the Dolphins on Thursday. So that makes for a really great game, but there wasn't a lot like Bengals fans today would be delighted that they got off with a win and there wasn't a lot to really be concerned about. You knew by time this game is, was over.
0: Uh, Mark's not here. So we're not going to talk about the Lions and Vikings game because the Vikings are coming to London this week. They're not, they're actually not coming to London until Friday. Um, which seems to be the case with a lot of teams this year. Scoop of the scoop of the week. There, the Saints are already in London. or they're on the way to London now. I think they got here this morning. They have trained already. I'll please God be at one of the training sessions on Friday. Should I go to the Saints or Vikings? What what do you reckon? I mean Vikings. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't want to go to the Saints because I mean Justin what I do hand it off to Taysom Hill.
2: Gormans mm. go cousins. He's a sound guy.
0: He's, kind of he's, 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 he's a nice guy. I, I, look, I'm hoping it's a good game on Sunday, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it then. Uh, Lions break the bed. That's all I'm gonna say. And fair play, Vikings got a win. So, and I, I picked the Vikings on, on this. I wasn't on the broadcast, but I still picked the Vikings. So, big up to O'Connell and the Vikings. Uh, in terms of the Seahawks and the Falcons, uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl was week one was watching a bit of the game yesterday and I tried to compare the, the crowd noise week one to the crowd noise yesterday and then obviously the whole drone thing happened. Um, they're not great and the thing that I was impressed with was the offence from the Falcons. Cal Pitts still waiting to get a touchdown but Cordell Patterson with 140 rush yards on the day. Just really says it all. Uh, an enjoyable day. Uh, does anybody want to talk about the Rams Cardinals very quickly because I feel like we're leaving that out and I think there's a I don't think all is well in LA at the minute. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine in a few weeks, but it's a bit stop start stop starts. And there were there was a few great plays to Cooper Cup yesterday, but I mean, will Cliff Kingsbury lads, be in a job from Halloween?
1: I think they'll they'll keep him purely on the basis that they gave him the the new deal. But whether he's in uh whether he's in situ at the end of the season or, or not remains to to be seen. The you know i've seen cardinals fans talk today about the fact that you look around the league and say see what the eagles have done in terms of building around their young qb on uh, that rookie contract and that's where you want to be and that is not at all where the the cardinals are we talked about it last on the last week's review. We talked about it in the preview. The, the cards are completely reliant on moments of magic for um, Kyler Murray. That there doesn't seem to be any other strategy other than that. And if that doesn't happen, or if teams um, can prevent Murray from making that happen, then they're, 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 there's nothing else there for the cards.
0: Well, we just jumped to the game, Brian. Yeah, yeah, that was a good, good choice we've done this for um, just, uh, nearly two years um, I've never been so undecided about a game like I made this pick on Wednesday last week and I genuinely uh, cannot think properly about this game now, I have messed up the graphics here so I can't change it until both of you lads give your picks Colm do you want to go first?
1: I agree in terms of it's a really difficult matchup to to pick, um, because I, I think, you know, they talked about the Giants and the Giants are a work in progress, right? And they've obviously had a, a great start. I think they've probably surprised themselves a little bit with the the start they've had, and they're probably ahead of schedule on where they thought they might be. Um the the Cowboys are they have some great pieces. Um on, especially on, on defense and um, they uh, have some pieces on offense and obviously they can go out and get, get, get wins. Um, but to, to me, when I look at it, the Micah, uh, Micah Parsons has been struggling with illness from what I believe. And I think he, if he was fully fit, um, I probably would lean towards Cowboys because I think he is such a, a difference maker. But he, he's not. And Thibodeau is coming in. And I think that the Giants still have that feel-good factor around them. And I think that given Dak isn't there, and I think having had more on tape for Cooper Rush and more time to prepare, I'm going to say that the Giants edge it. But I think America is in for another primetime game where neither team scores
2: over 20 points there's so many positive reasons as to why i should be picking the giants columns alluded to cave on thibodeau is making his first start it's a lot of pressure on him and there's a lot of expectation but would coming back as well. so well. about we're back Leonard williams is our first game he's ever missed in his career from college to the pros and um, he's a huge loss because when he's there essentially most of the time they can shut down the run ezekiel i think it's is pollard is the player i think he's a great player the cowboys need to feed him more whether it's with receptions are in the backfield and then the two games in which the Giants have won i feel that it's masked again an average offense to date this season and um, they didn't show up in the first half against the titans play well towards the back end of the tour fourth. last week similar scenario took six points off good field goal range uh, sorry good field position because they got two fumbles off the panthers and then they scored one touchdown in the second half so tony's out He's inconsistent. Galladay hasn't just does something really wrong there. Galladay only got two snaps last week. He's come out this week and it's caused a little bit of a rumpus by saying he should be playing and why isn't he playing and everybody's saying he's doing the right things, but yeah, he's not on the field. D- yeah. D- Dable's response is, I play the players that I see participating fully in, in practice. So that's commendable for from, from, from a new head coach. Everybody's buying into it. But um, I am going to side with the Cowboys. I think it'll be a tight game. I think Cowboys will find a way just to edge it. I do think that Joint defence will play well, but I just think somehow the Cowboys will find a way to win. And Giants haven't been 3-0 since 2009, 14 years, and I really hope it is to change tonight, but I just have a feeling that the Cowboys will find a way just to eke out a low-scoring game.
0: Alrighty, Mark Cockerell, Mark C, is going with the Giants. I don't know who Hoagie Bear is going with. If anyone knows, tell me now. Cowboys. Brian, you'll know. Cowboys
2: I I, 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 I'll pick the Eagles when Howie
0: picks the Giants okay. I've been sort of back and forth in this game for the last few days but um, I do think if the Cowboys can replicate their performance against the Bengals albeit a, a lot of it was towards the end of the game if they can get 20-21 points they'll win this game uh, I think it's great that the, the Giants have started off the season very well and there, there's a case for them going 4 no and coming into London 4-0 and that could happen but I just think the Cowboys will get it done tonight in the run with, with as you said, Tony Pollard and and Zeke as well. But I think it'll be an absolutely crap game. And it's one that I would prefer to be in bed for, personally. And I'm saying that publicly on the internet. So, uh, yeah. Well, I can declare I
2: won't be in bed for it, Michael. I will be 100 cents. Yes, you'll
0: be live tweeting tonight. So if you are I, I, interacting I with us tonight. I
2: will take that responsibility tonight. Hashtag Michael
0: Dal versus NYG. No Let's get some comments in here before we go off uh for night Just before we do go off, uh we're live on Sunday. That was the wrong graphic. We're we're live on Sunday from Tottenham at uh 9 30am. Please do join us. Let's see if we've got any questions. Big shout out to Fred, Irish Jets fans, Keith, Tony, L De Bruin, um saying back spasms, yeah, but too, I get that completely. Mick how did us stay in the pitch? That's a very good question. Uh, trying to find a question we can put up here as well thanks so much for your comments folks
1: just to uh, remind people as well michael that um we are uh, live on wednesday and thursday this week uh, so we'll be looking for looking ahead to obviously thursday night game and going a little bit earlier on our weekend preview show um, given the trip to uh, London, the fact that we will be live on Sunday, we're going to preview that on Thursday. So, uh, just to let people know uh, about that. And um, also, I've just seen it confirmed that uh, Jalen Guyton is, has torn his uh, ACL. So, the Chargers are down. Uh, one of their main kind of deep threats as, as well. Um, it couldn't get a whole lot worse for them, I feel.
0: Uh, b- big thanks to Asterix for the comment. Don't get to catch many streams live, lads. Just say a fair play for rapping the Irish NFL scene. You used to do a class job. Thanks a million. Uh, Gurm yoga. Right, that's us. Yeah, all good. Yeah. We're back on Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Until then, enjoy the game. Really, try and enjoy it. Good luck.